All right, here we go. Freestyling. Freestyling it. Podcast number one. Here we go. We got John. Jay Nash. Jay Nash. What's up, bro? Jay Nash, introduce yourself. Tell, tell, him, tell him just a little bit about yourself. What's up, man? Um, I go by Jay Nash. I'm a video director and music producer from Boston. Um, yeah, I've been in L.A. for three months now. And shit. And you just woke up at 5 a.m.? Yeah, I woke up at 5 a.m. I'm I'm so tired, man. <laughs> I'm kind of like in a cloud right now. I had to drive my buddy to the airport. So we just meditated and I fell asleep. Yeah. And I'm awake and I'm doing a podcast, so it's lit. <laughs> we just had a good meditation session. Yeah. And I'm Tom. Tom Leary. All right. Other Another videographer out here in L.A. Where do you find yourself on Instagram? At Tom Leary. Tom Leary. Yeah. Like Timothy Leary, except Tom. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And guys, you mentioned we just got out of meditation. And um, what's your personal experience with meditation? Tom, we'll start with you. Well, I just had one. It was very peaceful. <laughs> was that your first one? <laughs> I've had a lot of experiences with meditation. I've been probably doing meditation for on and off probably since like freshman year of college I definitely had some friends who meditated out on the on the hill by the dorms overlooking some mountains in western Massachusetts so it's it's I've always uh, had it around me but I think I was more intentional with meditation when I came out here to California around May 2020 this year wow and how many years total does that make that that you're looking at meditation since the early college years that's like five five, five six years. years at this point very cool yeah 2014 to 2020 uh, and people around you they 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 sparked your interest in it yeah definitely it was friends who brought me into it I, I was comfortable going into a space where everyone was just sitting and relaxing uh, when it wasn't just me when everyone else was doing it maybe <clears throat> as a kid I was always running around doing sports and stuff and so I didn't settle necessarily. Mm. Um, and so when I saw, I, I learned about what meditation was. I had some friends in high school who did it. And, I, and they were kind of hippied out, you know. They were really into crystals and stuff. Right. And I didn't know anything about that. So right. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't a conducive environment for me getting into meditation until I had some friends in college who were kind of into that kind of stuff. And yeah. and one time I just, we were sitting on this, at a, in a circle formation on this grass hill with, with a nice view. Everyone was pretty quiet and... And we just meditated for a while, and it was peaceful. And that was probably my first like real experience with it. Your college friends—they weren't into crystals. <laughs> no. no, no. I found some friends that weren't weren't uh, weren't all on that stuff yet. I got somewhere you. though. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, one friend was pretty into crystals. I think a good percentage of meditators out there, especially at this point in time, since it's not the most popular hip thing in the world, they're pretty. Uh, on one end of the spectrum of, like you said, sort of hippie-ish. And that's a stigma that comes with meditation, people who do meditate, people who collect crystals and things like that. And something I've always worried about because it's like, man, you, you take this awesome thing like meditation that can take you to all kinds of places that you've never been before and give you brand new perspectives that you never would have thought of unless you did clear out your head and realize that you have a lot of patterns in your head and it's just it's just a healthy thing 
to give to uh, the negative connotation of hippie because I know there's a better connotation out there, but a lot of people use it in a negative way, and I and I disagree with that, and it worries me. I I, I don't like that stigma. So, do you think that that stigma kept you from meditating for for some time of your life? Well. I sort of consider myself a hippie in a way, but not in a traditional sense where you wouldn't look at me and say, oh, that's a hippie. He's wearing a collared shirt or, you know, I'm not, I'm not wearing like paisley pants and stuff out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I'd fit more into like a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what box I'd fit into, but repeat the question. Um, do you think the hippie stigma kept you from meditating for an extended period of time? I think so. I, I think it's just because everyone who was into it at an early age was also into like psychedelics and and crystals and stuff that I'd never even considered. That's I true. Even, That's I true. Even, I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> and all those friends in college, I, I had 15 friends freshman year. We'd go out to parties together. It was the same group of people. We had a group yeah. chat. And we went to this cabin. These are all the types of people who got me into meditation, like for real, for right. the first time. Right. And they were all into psychedelics too. Right. Yeah. And I didn't do psychedelics at all in college, not yep. even once. I didn't mm-hmm. try shrooms, acid, anything. Yep. Uh, and there was this one time where I was, I was like, starting to learn about the correlations between meditation and and those other things. And I, I see that they all some somewhat go hand in hand if you if you are fit into the sort of stereotypical you know hippie persona, but. I think that there are a lot of good things about the hippie persona that normal people can take and integrate into their lives, like meditation and and psychedelics, probably, honestly, but... (laughs) It's true, and you brought up a second stigma, another negative, broadly negative stigma that, that scares people away from this type of behavior because it's linked to drugs, and that's one... Less so now with what Oregon's doing. True, yeah. Oregon and... Canada and uh, Colorado they've all been studying mushrooms and things like that I don't know about Oregon studying those things but they just legalized it anyway but I don't know about their studies but uh, but it didn't legalize it but they decriminalized those major drugs but um, yeah that's another stigma that um, is attached to the hippie thing and it all I think it's um, you know those big companies that run things that that deliver messages to the you know because even with marijuana there was that huge you know reefer madness uh, propaganda type deal going on and also LSD same thing people the government says if you take LSD it's like five or seven times or something like that you're legally insane at that point well consider me fucking legally insane you know but I still operate in this community I still do things and People say I'm a stand-up individual, so what does that tell you about LSD, Mm. you know? Um, I've dipped my toes into these things, but I haven't reached the threshold yet that the government would call me crazy. Yeah. Because I've I've just started experimenting with it this year, actually. Mm. But uh, I can say that a lot of these things seem to bring you to a similar place that deep meditation would bring you. Exactly, yes. you can achieve a lot of the similar uh, epiphanies and and euphoria that you might achieve with something like, you know, that would force a mind state like that. You can do it. You can definitely do a lot of these things yourself, especially through things like breath work. Yeah, I had a pretty intense breath work session yesterday, mm-hmm. and I smoke weed. So there's, uh, I've heard that weed suppresses dreams. Like you don't have vivid dreams when you smoke weed that's, consistently. Yeah, that's been pretty true for me at least. I hear that but a I lot. Had a, yeah, I had an intense breath work session today. It was me and Chris Collins in here in the podcast studio in North yep. Hollywood, and 
Chris went for a drum session. He got up and left and he was like, oh, I'm going to go for a tr- drum session real quick. I'll be right back. And I kept breathing through this music we had going on the speaker here. Yeah. I was going for another probably 40 minutes. So it was probably an hour straight of like intense breath work. And I, yeah. I went to, a, I went, my mind went to all sorts of places. Dude. Sorted out all sorts of stuff. And then last night I had, luckily I didn't have to get up at 5 a.m. like Johnny did. But <laughs> because he had to take our friend Johnny Aldridge back home to Boston, mm-hmm. fly him to Boston. But yeah, dude, I had a vivid dream last night. And it was, I think, because of the breath work. I sorted a lot of things out. Yeah. And then I had a crazy dream that was very symbolic and, and abstract, too, but also lucid in a way. The two things had to do with each other, the dream and the breath work? I think they correlated. I think yeah. breath work is obviously a form of meditation. Yeah. And just kind of an intense one. When you were doing the breath work, did you... Um... I should say I hadn't had a crazy dream in a while, though. For uh, like a long time. I hadn't had a vivid dream in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And... The, uh, the, so the breathwork, did it, did it bring you to a place you had never seen before? What was that like whenever you were really in the intense moments? Yes. I think it brought up things that are deep in the subconscious that you might not take the time to bring to the surface if you weren't sitting perfectly still for an extended period of time. Just bring as much oxygen into your body as possible in six seconds and then letting it all out in six seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever breathing pattern you choose to do five five in six out that's mm-hmm. what i was doing yesterday yeah that's um a super common one i think it's uh, a, a really good one to 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 focus on um i went i was i took a class where i did the deep breathing exercise and i felt like i received like three years worth of um uh therapy like talking out your feelings and stuff I, I feel like I got three years worth of that within 45 minutes of this deep breath work um just I got this rapid flash of like things that I wasn't okay with and then suddenly just accepting those things and uh letting go of them and it was through the breathing for sure because uh I would have never seen that perspective otherwise I feel like um it was crazy. And did you get a sort of rapid uh, um, thing like that where you had all sorts of, it could have been about one specific particular thing, but you had a lot of thoughts about it and it was it, was it super powerful or uh, was it something a little different for you? I think it, it'll bring up kind of one thing at a time and then it'll break it down in every possible way mm-hmm. that you still haven't dealt with yet. Right. And you can kind of go as deep as you want to go, it seems. Yeah. There's a breathwork guy I met recently. He's from Boston, actually. His name's Shane Vitko. Uh, the Heathen Healer is his brand. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, one thing during his session that he'll say is, how far are you willing to go? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And sometimes it could even be painful. Like you could, during breathwork, if you've ever done it, it's stretched out on all, you yeah. know, you lay down flat on your back. You cramped your limbs up. Straight. Yeah, your, your hands can cramp up. Yeah. And maybe I didn't have enough water or food that one session, but yeah. what he was telling me was that's fear. Yeah. He said, that's something you haven't worked through yet. You're clenching up, you're resisting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. I'd like to blame the water and the food, but there, every time I go into breath work, there's something that if I go deep enough, I will bring up something in my subconscious that maybe I got to deal with this and it's only a matter of time. It's going to stay deep down there until you bring it up to the surface. Yeah. I feel like the breath work is the hook and the worm and then the uh, subconscious provides the fish and you hook something, you pull it right on up and then whether you're d- ready to deal with it or not, you got that fish on your line. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deal with it. Cry. 
It's yeah. why people cry. Yeah, dude. It's why. Dude, I don't think it's the food and water, bro. Cause yeah, I, I cramped up too. Like, <laughs> I cheer up during breath work. I'm not afraid to say it. Shit hurts. They I'm call sure. that lobster claw. I felt like my fingers were like bending, bro. Yeah, lobster claw. And I'm like, yo, oh, lobster claw. That's, that's what that's they call it. That's what they call it. And I was yeah, like, is that a thing? That's a thing. Your fingers. That's what. That's what happens to me. No, like this. Like oh, back, backwards? Bro. backwards, bro. Backwards like is nuts. I don't oh, know about backwards. Dude, I hate this. It's like, it's like that's this. intense. It yeah, that's intense. the way it happened to me. It, like claws, it was like forward, yeah, into my thumbs, my fingers to my thumbs. And uh, yeah. John, what? So you have some uh, breathwork experience? You're saying I've done it twice. You've done it more than me, man. I've only done it once. I think I've done it once. Okay, or twice. Paul, you want to explain the difference? The difference between breath work and normal meditation for someone who like probably doesn't know. Whew. Well, like I said, I've only done the breath work class one time, so I don't know if I have the complete accurate answer to that. Maybe I'll give it a shot and then you give it a shot cool. because um, I'm not exactly sure if I have seen every perspective here. But I would say meditation is more uh, guided focus and awareness and breath work is just straight up breathing. And it's just that, and whatever comes up with breath work is probably more authentic because you're not trying at all. And it just happens to you. And then it's like, Holy cow, it feels traumatic. <laughs> like I said, I'm only, it's way more intense. Dude, meditation. I feel like I'm like taking a nap basically. Yeah, that's true. And like you kind of, I kind of like reset my mind, like clear my head, but breath work is like fucking blasting off, dude. You know what? Speaking of blasting off, it, don't they say DMT is a chemical that naturally occurs in your lungs, and you can actually generate that through breath work? DMT is found in every living thing. I know that much. But I, as far as what you're saying, I haven't read enough about that. Okay. Well, from what I know about breath work, you're taking as much oxygen in as you can during a meditative state. And that might look something like... It's, it's almost like... A, you're activating what what's called the kundalini. Ram Das talks about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a snake that starts at the bottom of your spine and it's coiled up. And when you do breath work, you're breathing in. And say the first four, three, four seconds of a five-second in-breath are a slow, easy breath in on your gut. You're letting your gut kind of expand. Mm-hmm. And then those last, the last second or two, it's all going up into your chest in your lungs so you're kind of trying to save a little bit of space in your lungs so you can get as much in there as possible by the time you're at the peak of the in breath yeah and then when you let it out it's a slightly longer more consistent breath but you're really trying to get all the air out it's, yeah. it's kind of like a, there's no break in between these breaths right like a hospital machine you know you see someone on life support that that thing inside the cylinder that goes up and down uh-huh. a breathing support or uh-huh. whatever it's called um, it, it looks like that like with your lungs yeah and I think that's kind of the the reason it it activates whatever whatever it does in your lungs because it's just. I actually have a theory with the breath so work awesome. stuff. Um, well, <clears throat> I feel like when you breathe in heavily, it sort of freaks your body out, and on a physical level, you just begin to freak out. And we operate from such a primal, you know, place in our brain that I think some of that stuff just clicks because because we're our instincts kick in and we don't have any control and I think that's why breath work is so powerful because we're totally out of control other than with just the breath the breath is pretty much the only thing you have control over like I said you get the lobster claws and you get all this traumatic stuff come up from your subconscious that you haven't dealt with but it's good though it's great um okay um what and how would you describe the difference 
the difference between breath work and normal meditation. Mm-hmm. I'd say normal meditation is like half baked breath work mm-hmm. in a way because you can you can still kind of go there. You know, you, we're really making meditation sound like sissy work no, here, it's, but it's, it's it's not. It's it's all good. It's, it's all way good. easier. Dude. It's all good. Okay, I just, I just think it's easier to get to the tough stuff with breath work. That's true, and I agree with that statement. It's almost like heavy duty meditation. Yeah, like they've got the Ford F one fifty, and they I'm not a truck guy. I'm just trying to think. They got the super duty. That's like yeah. breath work. It's like okay. you don't even do you even need that. You got dualies on there. Like well, you know, I don't want to make it sound like that either because meditation is extremely extremely powerful i just think it takes either way you can get to the crazy stuff you can get to the crazy stuff either way let's let's just leave it there i just don't want to put meditation down um i just i I, I see breath work as like a whole different beast that's true i agree is where i started and i I could still get to those places where maybe it's it's just a different process yeah and sometimes sitting it's just a little more hardcore i'm the kind of person who who needs to be i'm not i don't have like add or anything like that but I like to be engaged, and if yeah. it's focusing on a breath, meditation, yeah, you still focus on your breathing, but breath work is a very intentional, it's almost like a sport. And like it's so heavy. To get the right flow of your breath, and uh-huh. and so it's a different experience, I, I guess it comes I nearly knock out, I almost passed out when I did it. Dude, yeah, it's intense. Because <laughs> we're taking such deep breaths, and I, I forget, I think it's all through the nose, or... Or I, I, maybe it's out the mouth. It's some. It's it's probably actually it's different yeah. the whole way. Oh, oh see, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that's what it's like, man. Yeah, it's that's just. But it's like it's like a workout because you have to like, yeah. and you feel pain. And you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> you gotta keep doing it, dude. It's it's crazy. If if I did just breath work and I didn't meditate, I don't, I don't think I'd have the same results. I think there you get something from meditating too. Because yeah. I was sitting, like, I just drove across the country, and that could be a stressful thing, like, not knowing if your car is going to make it. Yeah. We're in the middle of Utah, we're getting, I forget where we were going at, but we, we pulled off on this one stop. I think we were just entering Arizona at this point, it might not have even been Utah. We were, we were entering Arizona, and there, there's this rest stop where you can hike up this hill, it's like a, it, it overlooks a bunch of canyons and, mm-hmm. and mountains and stuff just in the desert pretty much yeah and i went up there with my buddy johnny aldrich he, who came across the country with me and we sat for a while he had like a cigarette he smoked cigs and yeah. i was just sitting there i just started breathing let my palms sit open on my crossed legs and it was pretty cold and i had pit vents in my sweatshirt so i felt that but i just did kind of you know wim hof or, or breath work type thing yeah. Just did a few breaths to get into a good flow, mm-hmm. and then I wasn't even thinking about my breath at that point. It was really meditation. Like I, yeah. So I sat up there and pretty much did a meditation, uh, and it kept my body warm. And yeah. so by the time Johnny said, "I'm gonna go down," uh, I'm gonna go back down, you know, to the car. It's probably like a, I don't even know. It's a pretty high elevation. He went all the way back down, and I stayed up there for so long. I forgot I had the key in my pocket. He couldn't get into the car, but he could still see me up there. This black dot on top of the yeah. hill meditating. Yeah. And he took a picture. That's and nice. So, so maybe we'll put, use that as the cover or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'll send it to you, but it's just, I'm just a little dot up on top of this mountain overlooking all these canyons. And it, yeah. And it was a great session. I remember it being a very good thing. I felt so good when we got back in the car. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just no, all the stress of the road trip was gone at that point. It was complete peace. It was probably the best I felt the whole trip. It was just taking the time to meditate for probably only 15 minutes, honestly. But it was a while. The wind was whipping up there. Yeah, so in a quick amount of time, you can get really deep with it. And I think specifically like doing it on a mountain 
will get you there faster. Like there's a certain pond that I like to meditate at. And, um, I talked to my therapist about how, and when I meditate at that pond specifically, I can get into my center and get really deep into my meditation really fast, really quick. She goes, Oh, that's your happy place. I'm like, Oh, I've never had one of those. It's kind of interesting. Um, all right, so John, you're going to head out. Um, before you do, I want to ask you one important question, and that is, uh, if there was one thing you would suggest uh, people do out there to bring themselves to a uh, to just a lighter state of mind, just an easier going state of mind, just you know, just so they're not just so dang stressed out and hard on themselves. What do, what's one suggestion they can do? It doesn't have to be the main or best thing. Just just one thing they can do to to tone themselves or tune themselves to a better tone i mean what i do and i'm not saying it's the the only thing you should do is like i just pray Ah. every single night Mm -hmm. i got like my rosary beads like right on my bed Mm -hmm. and i kind of like just like assess my values and all that yeah i see if i'm aligned and then i wake up and like I try to like take action and to follow those values. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like cuts away a lot of bullshit for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So set intentions and set then intentions and go when you chase pray, those things. And, like, go get them. And like try to like obviously good intentions. Yeah. And try put, to set them. And no one's perfect. And put pure faith into it. Yeah, dude. Just try your best to be a good person because I feel like if you do that, like you'll do good things and then you'll feel better. And then like the more good shit you do, like the less bullshit comes along with you. It's true. It's true. It's true. That's what works for me. More than when I don't pray. You know, every time I pray, good shit happens usually. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah. Like, I was in Massachusetts. I've always wanted to be here, but I was just Mm -hmm. praying about it, and now I'm here. It was like, California. Somewhat manifesting it. took me here. Yeah. All right. That was my second road trip across the country with my boy Johnny Alders. Johnny Nash came with me the first time. Yeah. So he's peacing Uh out. Yeah. I gotta go, dude. I wish I didn't have to go. Jay, Na- Jay Nash is peacing out, and that was his peace. Yeah, first man. but not the last. Hey, I want you to come back here, bro. Come do this with us. Hey, man. More Absolutely. Often, Absolutely. All right, bro. I'll see you soon. All right, dude. Have a good one. Good luck. Okay. Tom. So, um, what should we move on to? What do you think? I wasn't even expecting to get into the breathwork stuff. I don't want to cover cover it. There are only so many things you can talk about in meditation, but I guess everyone has their own experience with it. So that's what's uh, yeah. That's what people want to hear. It's it's interesting. It's Maybe. true. Everybody has their own uh, experience, and um, you know, I think <clears throat> I think all these things have had a bad rep in the past, but I think we're uh, going in a direction right now as a society that is going to be more healing and just more accepting of uh, not only drug use, but, uh, you know, just Eastern, you know, methods as, you know, like, you know, herbal medicine and plants and roots and things that you can find in the ground. We're definitely uh, going more towards that direction. Um, Have you noticed that or would you say you've noticed something different? I think it's definitely heading in or the direction of acceptance mm-hmm. with all kinds of drugs, not just, you know, the stiff, you know, weed. Yeah. Uh, weed's know. pretty much there. Weed's, weed's been there, yeah. Yeah. But meditation's kind of a, a drug in its own way. 
Meditation, yes, is a drug in its own way. I would see agree. It that way, because I mean, it's all experimenting with consciousness and yes, whatever means to get there. You can see meditation as a drug if you if you see it as just a means to experiment with your consciousness or expand or modify. Yeah, by modify. that by that definition, for sure, I agree. Yeah. Although it's not a substance going into your body, I guess I feel like I need to Oxygen, acknowledge that. Dude. Oxygen. That oxygen. <laughs> That's true. Oxygen, you know, because it sort of ha- it sort of kills you too, you know, um, with the carbon monoxide and everything. You know that, like, every breath you take kills you a little bit. Is that true? It's true. Yeah, the oxygen we breathe kills us a little bit, and you know, they've always said that. I've always heard that, so it has to be true. I'm just basing that off the fact I've literally heard that my whole life. And I feel like I've Googled it and affirmed it. Otherwise, if I'm still saying it at this point and it's not true, then I'm going to feel like a complete idiot. But I'm pretty sure, if nothing else, every breath you take is one breath closer to death. So technically, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> technically it's that's true on that level. Yeah, there are cars out here. Plenty of cars. Yeah. Plenty of smog. Plenty of... Oh, dude. In LA, fires. it's bad. Oh, yeah. The air here is probably... It was like one of the worst times on record this year. <clears throat> I've actually noticed, like when COVID first started, I was up on the hill um, just east of downtown and the skyline's right there. And it was early one morning. There was no smog at all. It was just clear as, say, Austin, Texas. And it was just beautiful. And it was probably a week or two later, completely smogged up again, which just let the light in on uh, my, in my head, just it, you know, the light bulb turned on and said, "Oh wow, uh, Los Angeles, our city, our skyline is literally just a bubble of uh, all the gases and things that we put off." And so it was right at the beginning of COVID, people weren't driving as much because they weren't going to work. Mm-hmm. So it was right when that started becoming a mandate, and like it was ordered that people stay at home and shit. It was right when that started, and. Um, Dude, as soon as people started like easing up on it a little bit, that's when it started filling up again. That's, and like I always knew I that. The same thing. I, I was like, man, all the traffic's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. The traffic came back, and uh, and the smog came back. The smog mm-hmm. cycle. But okay. what I noticed is it only takes a day or two for that smog to leave, and we literally just fill it up every single day. Yeah. That's and it just it's it's new smog every day. It's not the same smog just sitting around. Like I don't know why I thought that before. I had thought the same smog just chills all day, but no, it's constantly cycling out and being cycled right back in by us, yeah. by the people of Los Angeles. And you know, geographically, it's pretty much a bowl of pollution on three sides at least. You got the ocean, and then you got or, well, the valley is definitely a bowl of pollution. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's yeah. just surrounded by mountains, it keeps it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just interesting. Um, when you go to the ocean, it's a little cleaner, you know, like Malibu. Yes, Malibu, cleaner than like Santa Monica, you mean? Yeah, probably. I would oh, say oh, that I, it is. Santa Monica's clean, cleaner than like the valley, but uh, I'd, you know, I'd assume that Malibu might be even better because it's kind of like just mountains in the ocean. It's less, uh, less of something that's within a bowl, maybe. Yeah, Malibu's, I would. in California geography. I think I think Malibu is a bit cleaner, uh, for sure cleaner than Santa Monica. I can't speak on the valley, but Santa Monica, they dump sewage there. Um, oh. Everybody, when you go down there, they're always, they're like, that's where the sewage gets dumped out. And they'll point at it. It's just that, um, 
that that little ditch that leads from the sand to the ocean there's like this uh cement block they've got there where where the opening is for the sewage uh but people still swim in there and uh you know there's i think i think it's good for your immune system what do you think <laughs> what do you think about that uh, yeah, it builds character yeah. puts, puts hair in your chest yeah man a little mustard with that with that nasty ocean <laughs> but malibu's for sure much cleaner because i don't think you got as much of that going on if any and and like i said yeah, you just i just got like fukushima radiation leftovers oh really coming across well i just heard the fish are like the fish on the west coast apparently have been affected by that stuff oh man it's radiation i mean there's so much shit in the ocean um it's hard to say where things are even coming from at this point you know um there's just so much trash you know and there's so much so many chemicals and those we only know about so many chemicals that get dumped into the ocean and stuff. Imagine all the other things going on that people aren't, you know, especially like mom and pop shops that just don't care, you know, and they're not doing it the way that we portray mom and pop shops as, gotta as you got to recycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Not into the yeah, ocean. It recycle there. You got to find, I mean, if you're going to use that kind of stuff, it's best to be responsible. There's reasons we have that thing. It's mainly to save, our, um, I think it's to save our food from being poisoned, right? <laughs> I mean, so when it comes sad. down to it. Hey, I mean, if our fish are healthy, yeah, we're healthy fish for right. dinner, right? Yeah, right. I always recycled. That's something my parents were always on me about. Yeah, I think recycling is like a new thing. Like, it's definitely like there's a lot of older people that I think t- it it was you know nobody likes change you know it probably took them a little while like even myself it took me a little while to to get into the groove with with recycling at first i just sort of rejected it and then i was like okay it's good for the environment i ought to do it so i started doing it but it it did take me a little bit of time because it's a newer thing yeah maybe people don't want to haul two bins two bins to the front of their house yeah everybody's lazy (laughs) you know sometimes um but like it's just when it's a new thing it's like oh man now all of a sudden too but i think after probably 10 or 15 years that sensation probably had left most people's hearts um definitely left mine i i started just being more considerate with the uh recycling of course but one thing that gets on my nerves about recycling is that i gotta wash the thing and it makes sense yeah it makes total sense i feel you, I feel you there it's a pain in the ass sometimes yeah washing washing everything that you you know you're about to recycle but I think it's important to be a responsible human every way that you can and, you know, lead by example and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jay and Ash. Um, if there's something that uh, anybody out there, whether they have a million pennies or no pennies, uh, that they can do to better their life and their state of mind, what what do you think's one or two or maybe three or four or five or however many suggestions you've got? We got all, we got all night. <laughs> Uh, that they can just do to better their life uh, right now, something they can do. Make art. Make art. And if you don't feel like you're capable of that, and if you don't want to try it, then breathe in air and give off carbon dioxide in a focused manner, because you're doing it already. You might as well sit there and start sorting out some of the things in your mind that might prevent you from creating art or enable you to create art. Yeah, yeah. Um, Find a flow in art, find a flow in your breath, find a flow in life that you can... um, connect with and always be connected with and feel a good consistent energy Mm. always running through your thoughts and your body 
as one interchangeably no no delay in communication just pure action and good integrity and intentions you know um change the way you think if you don't if you don't like what you if, if you don't like what you think change what you think if you like what you're doing keep rolling mm. tom it's been a pleasure again where they, where can they find you online uh mostly on instagram at tom leary t-o-m-l-e-a-r-y there it is and i'm paul ray superfly it's been a pleasure Thanks for, a pleasure, dude. Thanks for having me, and congrats on your first podcast. Hey, man. Thank you for being a part of it. Mm. Art in our lifestyles, art in business, art in meditation, and beyond. Life is art. It's all art. You can't spell earth without art. That has nothing to do with it. All right, we're out. Over yeah. and out. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. Not it bad. It just flows. I've